That's the way we do it. We just have to find a way to get into that zone, and this is the zone we where we're at. We have to find a way that where that's not lame. I don't think that was lame. I thought that was great. You just it, need a techno beat underneath it. <laughs> we do. We do. It's especially quite lame when there's other people there on the Eurovision Division podcast. Who are always, not singing along. <laughs> as always, there's me, Rune. As always, there's Mira. Hi. But today we have two guests with Kuda. us. Hello, everybody. <laughs> I'm waving. Who am I waving We at? have some very special guests today. They've come all the way from London, but they're not from London. We've got Benedict, who is from... Uh, Germany, hello. Oh, very good. It's already a great hint as to what this episode is going to be about. Benedict's <laughs> not alone. He's got someone else with him, and that is... Uh, hello, everybody. I'm not from Germany. My name is Noah. It's great to be here in Belgium. Thank you so much for having me, guys. I'm really excited to talk about Eurovision. <laughs> Here's what I always ask of our guests. It's, what are your feelings about Eurovision? How do you feel? Man, Eurovision for me brings out a lot of feelings of guilt. <laughs> guilt? Because Elaborate, please. I wasn't actually born in Europe. And I just wish... That I could wear a sparkly costume and sing on stage for once in my life. What are you doing? But Don't we all? Um, I never, I've got to be honest with you guys. Yeah. I've never actually watched Eurovision. Yes, yes, Ooh, yes. Okay. Please come to our Eurovision party. I will. When is it? Where is it? 14th of May. Is it in Of course, because that's yes, when Eurovision here. is. We've Eurovision got... this year is in Sweden, because Sweden won last year. They're always winning. Why are their countries... Very like, good, yeah. man. Man, I'm, I did my research. Why that? <laughs> you did your research, <laughs> no, but actually, what's your actually... first memory of Eurovision? <sighs> it was always like a, a family thing to sit together and did actually... You? For me, the most interesting thing was when the numbers were called out. Exactly. I don't exactly. know why. I think that would be so too. Very yeah. good. What's the numbers? <laughs> well, oh, my God. The, the first part of the show is... Uh, the countries all send, you know, an act to represent them. They all perform. Yeah. And then there's an interval where people at home can vote. Yeah. Wow. So it's this really, it's democratic. And it's, well, yeah. sort of. The thing is, there is all these weird politics going on. So, for example, Germany always gets a lot of points from Spain because there's a lot of drunken German people in Spain or Mallorca <sighs> specifically who would then call for Germany. Germany gets a lot of points from Spain. Also, the Eastern European countries keep giving each other a lot of points. So it's it's very difficult to understand where the points come from. But it, it, somehow there's usually a different winner. At the the, end of you often have like one country gives a lot of points to their neighbors and then yeah. their neighbors don't give points back. And oh. then everyone's like, and you can Doo! see that. You can see that during the show and you're always afraid that like a war is going to break out because of that. <laughs> Never oh, happens, luckily. Yeah. Ha no wars have been, uh, no wars have started because of Eurovision. Uh. That's, of course, because Eurovision was started after the war yeah. to keep the peace in Europe. But it's kind of almost going against its remit. Oh, no. Actually, it has been very good in keeping a European mm. identity wow. intact. Okay. I think my first memory, like, actual of the act might be Lordy, but I'm not sure. Mm. Ooh. Yeah. That's one of my favorites. When was it? When was that was favorite. 2006. 2006. So with 13, I had my first real Eurovision memory. Like of an act, but before, yeah, always, you'd you'd sit there. It's a you'd... family thing. Yeah, because also they 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 call out the points in French, and you're just like, what does that mean? Why? Yeah, because Cause... Eurovision started in 1956, yeah. 
So this is the, the 61st Eurovision Song Contest. And back then it was hosted uh, in Switzerland. The, the EBU, the Broadcasting Union, is still hosted in, in Switzerland. And French was just like a second language at that point. Mm. So it was oh. both presented in English and in French. A disclaimer, all my family are American. So at this point we can... Um, but that's great, you have like an outsider's perspective. Yeah, we are We are actually, me and Abedic and I are yeah. currently wrapped in the American flag. <laughs> Stars and stripes uh, covering we, us. It is hilarious, I love it. It's just because it's a bit cold. Because I am an American and Benedict Pefkin is on his way to become an honorary American and we're all very proud of him. I'm on my way. The, my first memory of Eurovision uh, is watching the German Eurovision uh, song. Uh, for this podcast yeah so that was we did our homework oh you've you've seen it before yeah. now okay because i was about to surprise yeah. you uh, but let me let me quickly give an introduction because mira has no idea i don't know i don't really? know anything about no, them. there's I'm a lot forbidden. of controversials i'll tell you all about this later. i am completely forbidden from watching yeah, exactly. any of the songs because he wants to introduce me to them uh, okay let's but now this. that we've now that we've gotten into it let's talk about germany very quickly um they, they've been facing some controversy in the last few years. Um, last year, they selected a winner in their national selection. Um, and he didn't want to go. And he didn't want to go, yeah. so the runner-up went. Then that runner-up at Eurovision got last place with zero points. Yeah. And now, now this year, to avoid that kind of thing happening again, Germany said, we'll go for an internal selection. We, we won't have a democratic selection in our own country. We'll have an internal selection. We'll choose an artist. They chose uh, Xavier Naidu. What happened then? Oh man, this dude, he is, um, uh, he's, he's making news for himself recently, and especially the last two, three years. He is kind of the guy who runs around with a tinfoil hat. Um, uh. Uh, oh, he's, <laughs> he's a crazy. He's, he's a crazy. He's, he's, I think, an anti-Semite, um, oh, it's fair to say. No. He's definitely uh, said um, homophobic things an in the past. in Germany. That's weird. That seems that doesn't seem smart. No, no, it doesn't seem smart. Especially the the homophobia bit. bit people got really upset about that. Yeah, like, especially in Europe. Yeah, it's the gayest contest <laughs> of them all, and it's great. Why are we sending a homophobe? And then the internet went crazy for twenty four hours, and the people who wrote the PR message that uh, Mr. Naidu was uh, going decided actually maybe not. Wow. Exactly. Yeah. Oh Immediately after that so they basically said okay we, we made a mistake we're not sending Xavier Naidu. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So quickly Germany scraped all their funds together and organized a, an actual selection. Yeah. So a national selection um, oh my god. What that looks like is several acts from the country. It's basically like a tiny Eurovision yeah. uh, with people, you know, voting like a like a voice show or yeah, like yeah, an idol yeah. show, but with Eurovision um, ready acts. They actually did choose a winner and she's actually going to Eurovision. So after oh all that, Germany's uh, finally got something. Your country's a mess. Sorry. It's, it's a mess. mess. It sounds it's like a big fat mess. mess. Donald right? Trump 2016. I'm voting. <laughs> The winner they've chosen is called Jamie Lee Krivitz. Uh, she actually participated and won The Voice of Germany before this, so she already had some sort of popularity in Germany to explain why she won. She's an interesting uh, character. Oh my god! It's true, she's only 17, isn't she? She is quite young, I think 17 sounds about right. Really, how short is the dress that she's wearing in this video? It's also 17 inches. 
<laughs> uh, at 17 she is the youngest contestant in this year's contest that's cool break so, down the barrier of ageism exactly. I'm into yeah. it Mira what I do want you to know is that Jamie Lee Krivitz has uh, a very eccentric personal style but she really commits to it um, she's 17 keep all that in mind oh, um, the song is called Ghost it's oh, by no. Jamie Lee Krivitz and she is uh, representing Germany Deutschland Deutschland She's amazing. No, but I think that that's really important, right? Like, she has got that really nerd culture, but specifically otaku Japanese mm. nerd culture in German Eurovision. <laughs> I mean, it's a, Sing in English. It's slightly problematic, right? Like, she, she looks Asian. She ain't Asian, I don't think. It's, it's funny, because it's really like Lana Del Rey. It's really like mo it's really like all this sort of like new like what kind of old now like like female singers you know like quite low voice but with a nice high range you know over a really slow drum beat and it's getting real emotional it's like that's the sort of like vibe it's like very americana that is a good point that's so weird yeah she's very americana but then she dresses like yeah. like a J- Japanese exactly. anime, <laughs> but then she's in this German forest. Yeah, with laser <laughs> beams, with green laser beams, English. and she's singing. And she's singing it's a, it's a full, it's a full so cycle in a contest trying to appeal to the most European sensibilities. Beautiful. I don't think you should be dressed like that when you go hiking in a forest at night. <laughs> I mean, fundamentally, that's like that's quite a catchy song. Yeah. Like yeah. fundamentally that's the catchy chorus I think an important reason why why she did so well of course was because she'd already won yeah. a different talent show voice. and if I'm not mistaken this song came as like a promotional single single already after her winning Oh, so people were actually already kind of familiar with this song uh, that song is popular yeah. no that's okay. really that's really and that's actually a really voice. smart way to do it I genuinely applaud like that idea of, of taking a song that's on the radio and mm. and appropriating that again for Eurovision because that's I think that's the way to kind of do it yeah take something that's not meant for Eurovision but is radio friendly is a great hit it's not how most countries do it no but I think that's really really smart really interesting that's really interesting because now it's like not really about Eurovision right it's like you've got her and she's already established and she's already got a single out bam hit it into Eurovision you've guaranteed a couple of you know votes of people liking it because they've already heard it but last time Germany won they did the exact opposite they casted someone to sing specifically for this contest and then they wrote a song specifically for this contest yeah i, I always thought that was how it worked so this is that's a, that's usually how it works i mean ah. th- there's there's increasing popularity of the, of these voice contests and yeah. i think about about 10 of this year's contestants have participated in specifically mm. the voice in their respective countries a lot of the artists in eurovision this year already have a sort of fame in their own country because of these talent shows. 
I mean, I guess Eurovision's the one that started that. Maybe. And it definitely mm. explains why, like, in Germany, she she got that yeah, much yeah, of yeah. an advantage or, or got the votes. Yeah. But does that translate to Europe? That's the question that I, I genuinely can't really figure it out. Because when I hear this, I understand why she won the voice. Her voice is really crazy, good. Yeah. I mean, her voice is, she has a fantastic high range. Her low range got a bit crazy at the beginning of the song. Like a dragon to a skull. Yeah, yeah, it was but a bit of a yikes there, but moment. But, 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 it, but it, really hit it, it hit the note. Really, I it, really but... like that moment where she. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, sings. it works. I love it, hit, it. It isn't out of tune. It's just like oh, so she's got a real big range. I mean, it's very young, but it's like you know, and, and that's why it's so fucking bouncy, fucking youth. But yeah, yeah. I think it's really good. <laughs> yeah. I I also think this is this is really good. But as we've said before, there are a lot of songs this year that are really good and have a really good chance of winning so i have no idea where to place this yeah i'd like to ask a german question um for me this seemed like kind of american what's german about this that's a very good question i mean pop music has been totally infiltrated by the influence of the states so infiltrated yeah totally like um if, if you look at the charts now in, in germany though you'll find pop music that is very americanized i'd say and then uh you will also find some folky electro music that's uh, mm. the, the, what we call schlager, which is horrible to me. It's just this massive output that America generates and that can easily translate to to what we are because we just pick it up because it's there. Yeah. You know? It's like, and then y the uh, artists out there try to appeal to, to that in a way. Also, uh, maybe hoping to be... Uh, um, successful internationally. And we've been talking a lot over the past episodes that like a lot of things this year sound very radio friendly. They yeah. sound poppy in a way that seems a bit new this year compared to previous years mm. in Eurovision when there was a much higher level of, of kitsch and, and Schlager-esque yeah. yeah. songs. <laughs> and now that, that radio friendly American type sound seems much more there. I know about Eurovision being kitsch. But this wasn't kitsch. This just this was a straight down the line pop song. Yeah, and uh, quite yeah. a good pop song. Yeah, like I remember this is the ghost of me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> definitely gets stuck in my head constantly, yeah. and I think this is this is one of my favorites this year actually. Wow. Ah, but okay. I mean, we're going to talk about the, the 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 performance and her kind of appearance on stage. She she looks vulnerable but strong at the same time, which I find mm. very. She's heavily strong. sexualized. Though, I mean, her, her, her Tights, is that, like uh, you were saying, yeah. that Japanese thing, like that manga thing. Yeah. Like the sexualized short skirt. But I remember being thing in, gets, yeah. But yeah. I remember being in high school and many girls taking on that aesthetic for themselves. It is highly sexualized, but it is a thing that 17-year-old girls really want to look like. Yeah, I mean, I do have it a penis, so I can't really be trusted. It doesn't feel to me as something that a man told her to wear. No, absolutely not. This this, that doesn't mean... I think, oh, she really wanted to wear that outfit. Well, no, that is Jamie Lee well, Griffiths, who is really into manga, who's yeah. really into Japanese culture. I, that is her thing. But it's still us adults looking at a 17-year-old. I mean, yeah, in, in exactly. You think, way, like, yeah. I've, I've 
gone through a similar phase like that. Yeah. I want to protect you kind of because you're 17 and I wouldn't have wanted to be on TV as mm. a 17. But it's not being back into the thing I was into when I was 17. I'm it's not, not our place as adults exactly. to yeah. tell her not to sexualize no, herself. Totally. If she wants to wear that, that's, that's her thing. And we're adults and we should just, as adults, not be sexually... That's into her yeah true. i totally agree with as, as, on that and she could be nude on that stage and we'll be like no she's she's 17 years old that's the edge of my sexual attraction yeah. i think that's what you just said is really important because if we go back to what you first said yeah you said she felt strong and i think she's real strong yeah. on stage yeah. like real commanding of the stage and like really impressive and that with, with with barely any movement which I find crazy because you know when you when you're very big when you do big movements you kind of take mm -hmm. over the stage but she's so in herself uh, strong you know but just I don't know this this mythical strength that she shines out from her from her because she's taking on the character yeah, so she's she, very watchable so the character is is kind of her safe zone in a way I feel I don't know it's it's very interesting to me but it's clearly not her but the character right which is i think is fine whenever yeah. you perform which is your character what you want to be yeah. when you're 17 years old when i was 17 years old i don't want to be myself in real life let alone on stage <laughs> no that's why you have that kind of strong identification with like a look yeah that look of of, of i like manga things i yeah. like like putting teddy bears on my head she's I into love that. that hat that hat was great yeah, it's, it's, it's <laughs> actually quite cool I yeah mean, i think she's great just go for that and i I really like that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, you, what you just said there is, I think, really interesting because you say, you know, like, she's into the manga thing and then we kind of have this really interesting thing where it's like, well, she's it's not really appropriating. Exactly. Because she's utilising it as, as, as a powerful metaphor of herself, right? Of, a, you know, of her saying, this is me. And that's a really, yeah. I, uh, man, I think it's great to be oh, it's it's just, it, it makes me so nostalgic Wait. to when I was 17 years old and really into anime. And I would have never dared to wear an outfit like that, but I remember really wanting to. Exactly, yeah. And she, she just does she it. She does and that's it. Really actually, yeah. For a yeah. seventeen-year-old girl, you have yeah. to keep in mind she's seventeen and she does it. It's emancipatory. Yeah. Like so now, much. I would. I, I'm thinking like, oh, that's a horrible outfit. But I remember. <laughs> I, but that's when I was cool. seventeen, I would cool. have killed to wear that. That's a, that's amazing that she does that. Totally, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm very jealous of her as a as a person. Yeah. I feel like she's a lot stronger than me. And I think a lot of people will feel that, and I think that's fantastic. I'm really glad that like transpires through through this that we all think she's a strong person. If it's like people in a group drinking, watching Eurovision, it'll be like, oh, this girl, because people really seem to hate teenage girls. That's like, yeah. Well, well really men, men hate teenage girls because they're legally not allowed to have sex with them and it scares them. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> can we keep that in? Yes. <laughs> if you'd like to keep that in, I think, keep it in. I think that was an important point. Um, <laughs> you know, I think she's got a great voice. Exactly. Yeah, but, yeah. but, like, and I think, like, us here sitting here, we're like, yeah, this is really cool. Like, we can kind of look into it. We can kind of empathize with it. You know, we really... I like the song. I think the song's just nice and catchy. Yeah. But like, if you if if imagine if you're drunk, you're in a crowd with your your friends. It's all getting very heteronormative, and then, <laughs> you know, this isn't this isn't this isn't jump. This doesn't jump out at you. So I just think you're just assuming, mate. I am assuming, and when you assume, you make an ass out of you and me. <laughs> we also can't forget, of course, that that. Like her, there are other 16, 17 year old girls across Europe who might 
you know, yeah, that's why I'm really so get appealed by this and, this and, and, and vote because they've got they've got their phones and stuff. Yeah, that's why I'm saying that this will probably be very popular with families with children. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think I I I, I would rather trust <coughs> I would rather trust what you're saying than what I think. <laughs> Partially because I only first went to Europe when I was like 13, and secondly, because yeah, because this isn't my experience, and yeah. I think we are saying it's far more relevant. As always, Germany goes straight to the final. That is on May 14th. They are one of the big five countries. That means that they they pay slightly more than you look very you look very confused now. Well, um, capitalism just gonna happen. The UK, <laughs> Germany, France, Spain, and Italy are, are the, the biggest countries in Western Europe. They have have larger funds. They can pay more. They, they, they basically the make it so that the show can actually go on each year. There's lots of smaller countries like Moldova and like Slovenia who who just don't have the funds. To really support the show. What about Australia, though? What? There's an Australian. That's <laughs> oh, for another episode. <laughs> Why is it Israeli? So much material that here. we have to keep into. Uh, <laughs> that we have to just we have to wrap up for this I'm one. Sorry, can you say that one more time? I didn't. So there are five big countries, and they're the ones that finance it. Well, everyone everyone pays a fee to be able to enter. Okay. But but the, they are the five who actually <laughs> pay slightly more. Okay. And as a, a sort of reward or as as a way of of. of you know, giving them a little bit of an advantage, they go direct to the final. The other countries go through semi-finals. Um, that's it for this episode. Tune in next time when we'll be talking about another country and getting closer to those 42 countries in this year's Eurovision Song Contest. <laughs> we still have quite a few to go, Mira, but we'll get there. Thank you so much for being on, Ben and Noah. Colin for Deutschland. Uh, yeah, no, thanks so much. It was real fun. Was, Cheers, thank you. Yeah. It was a really good episode. I love it. Really enjoyed talking to you uh, about, about Jamie Lee, and I hope to see her do well. So do I. Come May 14th in Stockholm. Goodbye. Bye. 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 <laughs>